The Redneck Tech Podcast is brought to you by Diamondback Covers, the absolute best cover you could ever spend your money on. If you need an insurance policy for all the expensive gear on the back of your truck, then you need a Diamondback cover. Make the bed of your truck a vault with Diamondback. Right here, right here, right here. Yeah. You want it? Yeah. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Um, we What's just up, my brother? we just uh, got through the intro, and Brian did not realize. You can tell Brian's never listened to the podcast because <laughs> he just heard the sponsor from Briar and was cracking up. I'm glad I had him muted because it would have laughed all over the intro. What was your What was going through your head when you heard Briar's voice come on there, Brian? I, I'm speechless. <laughs> I mean, he fancies I, himself a voiceover listen, actor. I can tell he puts so much effort into that, and that's oh. probably 20 takes. Oh, to get at it, least that perfect voice. And now that he's listening to and, it, he wants to do it again. He's oh, like, I want to do that again. I don't. He like works that. on his voice. Well, I'm sure he does, and he's. You guys probably don't realize this. He's probably applying for like talent jobs. Oh, voiceovers I really. I told Atlanta. him. I told him he needed to set up a Fiverr account because he could probably do it. Oh, easily. He really should do that. E- easily. So, if you hadn't already figured it out, we are down here in Florida, and we are with the Spy Point crew, Brian Stevens. What's up? And there's only one of them, Billy Lawson. Right here, baby. And. Clay is also here with me. Um, it's all four of us on this podcast. We're not doing a live stream on this one because this one's kind of impromptu. We just kind of last minute, me and Clay decided we were going to throw the podcast gear in the truck. We have an evening where we scouted. We've put some birds to bed. We've got one last morning to uh, to get Billy a bird because me and Brian have already killed. Just carrying the team. Doing the team again. again. <laughs> um, we're used to that, though. I mean, last, what, two weekends ago we did that? Just smoking big hog I mean, and lot, two hogs. It, and well, if this ki- continues, we're going to have to start charging for night glasses, apparently. Uh, I mean, yeah. oh. listen, <laughs> I mean, I work out and my back's in pretty good shape, but having to carry Bill and Clay is hard on us, man. Yeah. Now you know what I've been going through all these years. <laughs> listen. That was really the, funny that, that you was just then, get this to is come now. down here from Georgia and just show up. And That's all, all sudden, we have I've to do, Billy. everything set up. Billy, oh. I promise you things were not set up. The, the yesterday morning that was pure talent of skills turkey hunting ninja stuff it was uh and steep impressive yeah. and, steep, was, you know, and, and, and clean living that's what that was a clean li- yeah. Yeah. yeah so to to give you guys a little background um i've been working with brian and billy for four years a little over four years i've known brian longer than yeah, that we go but way back. i've been producing the show since 17 or 18 17. 17. Um, and the show's changed over the years. Now it's Spy Point Game Changers, um, where we do a show that's really fun for us because Spy Point's really the only sponsor, and they really give us pretty much complete creative control. And uh, we get to go and have a good time. So that's awesome. But uh, I want to go back a little further and kind of let you and Billy introduce yourselves and then how you guys met each other because i think that's what we're going to talk about on the podcast because y'all been doing the video thing and the content thing for a long time doing the web thing probably longer than most out there so you've you've been through the good the bad and the ugly of filming hunts and sponsors and all that good stuff but i guess brian tell us kind of how you get started in it and how you met billy i mean I mean, I don't know how much well, time we got for the all mean that. Billy but. part that could be uh, <laughs> that could be uh, uh, take us down. Well, a rabbit and hole, remember, but, remember, this is kind of PG PG thirteen well, podcast, so. so we're gonna have to just go through that at top <laughs> top shelf and, and high level. But <laughs> in all seriousness, Bill and I have been friends since the fourth grade, and um, and you know, you truly have those people that are lifelong friends, and he and I have been that way for a long time, and. You know, we've hunted together, and I remember back on the ranch, and just you know. We would spend two weeks a year for all those years, 20 years, opening the opening week of gun season here in Florida. And I just remember just counting the days, and we would do that with our other friend, Billy Carpenter. And, 
and that just had so many memories of that over the years and just such incredible experiences of hunts and fun and I shot my my biggest buck, my first rack buck with Billy, and I got to real quick tell this story. So it's in December, it's winds blowing, you know, twenty miles an hour, and I'm wearing those old school climbers that are, you know, we're thirty feet in the air, and Bill's like, oh god, I, I, he didn't even want to go, but I was just, you know, so focused on getting that first yeah. buck all those years ago. And I just imagine I'm in a tree thirty feet up in an old school climber with a Browning three hundred eight, and it's literally blowing five to six feet side to side he was in a cypress tree <laughs> just and it's just coasters. an old cypress tree <laughs> it was a cypress and tree. billy's about 50 yards down from me in this part of the ranch <clears throat> and there's this doe that comes out across the swamp and there he was just a pretty representation of a florida buck and my heart's coming out of my chest and i'm like this is it it's gonna happen and so i'm literally timing the sway of the tree to take my <laughs> shot and i you know, somehow pulled it off and shot that deer. I've seen you make some good shots with a 308 witness that two weeks ago. That's right. Occasionally. (laughs) Occasionally. (laughs) And so, uh, long story short, went down and, you know, I'm ready to drag this deer two miles. And Bill's like, dude, settle down. Like, I was just (laughs) on crack cocaine. He was was wanting to, I mean, he shot the deer on the other side of the swamp. Yeah. And and he's wanting to just bail off out there. I'm like... Dude, you ain't even got water boots on. Man. Yeah. I said, we're not. We're going to go get the Jeep, and we're going to drive through there. Uh, I'm, I'm going to get my hands on I'm that like, big I'm rag, like, buddy. I said, Brian, I am not going to wade out there and go drag that deer back. We're going to drive the Jeep in the swamp. We'll load him in the yeah. Jeep, and we'll come back. You know. No. One, of my, one of my favorite things about working with you guys is watching you interact when we're talking about a hunt because – you're you you don't act like friends you act like brothers because you'll have your say and brian will have his say and then one of you won't like it and they'll be like no 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 here's what we're gonna do no that's stupid we shouldn't do that no you're stupid well you're ugly and it's just, and then it's just it's 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 just so funny the back and forth and it plays really well on camera and we've we've done some really cool stuff with that but um i think one of the cooler things about coming down here and Anybody who knows this podcast knows I'm not a fan of the beach, but I am a fan of getting to come down to Florida to do turkey hunts just because I love turkey hunts. But I think the coolest part about this area is the history that you guys have. And the place that we're hunting on in the morning is was in Billy's family for a long time. And uh, the place that we hunted on the last two days was one of y'all's friends, Steve Parton's, still in their family. Mm-hmm. Uh, Billy, tell us kind of about some of the, the history of this area and kind of y'all growing up down here. Yeah, it, it's, you know, it used to, you know, we're down here in Kissimmee, mm-hmm. you know, so everybody knows us now as, as Disney World mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. And, and and we used to be called Cowtown. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what it was kind of nicknamed because this was just, all Kissimmee was, was ranches. Yeah. There wasn't tourism. There wasn't all that, you know. And, um, you know, and my, my, my great-grandfather, um... He actually owned a, a concrete uh, plant called Florida Rock and Mineral back in the day. And and he uh, actually poured concrete and actually paved the Florida Turnpike Yeah, for I don't know how many miles it was. And, um, and it, he had a plant that where they were kind of doing some, it was like a portable kind of a concrete mill plant. And... He came across our property and our our ranch that he wound up buying with, uh, you know, some of the money mm-hmm. that he he'd paved the turnpike with, and uh, and he kind of just set that legacy. You know, he just loved it, and it was a swamp. I mean, it was <laughs> yeah. a marsh and a swamp and everything like that. But beautiful land. You know, you had we had some sand hills where we could grow some oranges, and mm-hmm. we had pasture land, we had swamp land, we had you know piney woods, and uh, he just loved that chunk of property. And it was in one big chunk. So, yeah. But, you know, growing up on it, and, 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 uh, you know, we were getting kind of pressured there towards the end, you know, when, when Brian was there and everything like that. And it, there was, it, there was so much growth down here. Yeah. And, and we were just getting pressured and pushed. But we had such a great time as oh, kids. Yeah. <laughs> because that's a, when you grow up like that, you kind of, 
it's one of those things you, you don't know what you got till it's gone yep. kind of thing. And then, oh, yeah. And you, you, you don't really take advantage of it, but you don't really realize that, you know, what you had. And, yeah. And how people would just go, oh, my goodness, I, you know. Well, Steve and them are kind of going through that right now, yeah. too. You know, that they've got a big ranch down here that they're, you know, Steve – it's like, well, you know, I don't know how much longer we're going to have this place, you know. And it's, golly, man, it's, it's heartbreaking to think about. But just goes to show you how kind of the signs of the times type yeah. thing. And just, I don't know. I don't know I don't know how I feel about it. I'm, I'm happy that the family makes money off the property. But at the same time, it's like you look at the piece of property like that, you can run and chase hogs and deer and turkeys and mm-hmm. watch baby cows mm-hmm. run around. It's like, golly, I hate to see that turn into a subdivision. Well, and that's yeah. true. And, you know, the, the way I look at it, too, is that it – I feel very blessed that that way of growing up shaped who we are today. For sure. And it gives us things that I wish my kids had the opportunity to experience. And I'm very grateful to Bill. I'm very grateful to the Parton family and others that gave me that opportunity. And I think Bill and I, part of why we're so close is we shared some of that growing up and commonality and things that we loved. And, you know, we took that, you know, you'd ask me, you know, how we got started into doing what we're doing too. So, you know, we took all that hunting experience of the years and in all seriousness, Bill is probably one of the best whitetail hunters that I know and learned so much. And we, we started a business, stick them archery, and it started with t-shirts and, you know, the, we got into, we built this, you know, big e-commerce and website and put our heart and soul into that thing for so many years. And, and then we started videoing products and then the video and the products turned into, you know, some of our hunts. And, you know, I look back in some of the, the ways that we did things. And I mean, we started from nothing and scratch. And then, you know, I came across you, Caleb, mm-hmm. and some of the stuff you were doing with DRT in mm-hmm. early Golly, days. That's and a throwback. It is. But, you know, what? but, you know, you think about how much you learn by going through and just starting raw and oh, learning yeah. from your experience. And, you know, then you you know, did some, you know, editing work for us. We started Ultimate Bow Hunting TV. We mm-hmm. did a little TV production. You did the intro for us. And and then just one thing led to another as far as, you know, starting with the video reviews to filming our hunts to then, you know, having opportunities to do what we're doing today. So it's been a 10-plus year run, actually oh, yeah. probably longer. But I feel like we cut our teeth and we went through so many years of chasing sponsors and and paying our dues and so where we are today to be able to work with you guys and the way that we do it for us it's not about you know having the names and the lights and you know a a brand per se as far as tv we we get to do what we do and you guys get to do what you do and tell a story and for us that's what it's all about and you know and we're grateful to be able to get to where we are today and feel like we did pay our dues brother well and, and it's so funny because i mean and, and, and in all reality, I mean, we would not even be where we are without Brian because the whole concept to when it came was you were getting your master's degree. Yep. And the thing for his master's degree is Brian had to create a business. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't and, know that. And yep. what happened was, was so we had this, we, we called our little thing because it was me, it was, it was Billy, Brian, and, and, and Billy. Mm-hmm. You know, my buddy Billy Carpenter, and and we called ourselves the Triple B Bow Hunting Club. That's what we called ourselves. Mm-hmm. But our motto was, "You won't get him if you don't stick him." Mm-hmm. That was our motto. So he took that and he goes, "You know what? For my for your, it was your like NBA. final MBA, yep. and, yep. and it was like for his final, he had to create a business, show a business plan, show a business model, and everything like that." So he goes, "Hey, he goes, I'm gonna I'm doing my whole thing on." We're going to call it stick a Martry. I was like, well, that's cool. And so then he builds his business plan, gets his gets his business degree, his, mate, his master's degree, and he looks at me and goes, I think we can make this thing work. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just, yeah, you know. Yeah, screw <laughs> it. Why Let's not? do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, why, why not? You know, so it, it – it was all it was all him. I mean, we had the hunting structure and everything right there, and we already knew what it, what we were doing. But uh, but yeah, when we jumped into the filming part, it was that was. Well, yeah, I heard. Part. I mean, I heard you were a heck of an editor back in the day, Billy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> yeah. Those I, I watched those tapes. <laughs> well, how how in y'all's opinion has outdoor content changed? And I know that's kind of a vague question, but like. Say you go back to the very beginning, you know, I, and, and this is my take on it. So, 
and I'm going to do a very short brief take because I could talk about this for a week. But, you know, I, I think about when I was high school, college age, growing up, watching Bone Collector road trips, you know, back in the golden age, back when it was still getting close and not the crush, you know, back when it was mm-hmm. Real Tree Monster Bucks was still top five shows out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and virtually all I watched was Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel. Mm-hmm. Didn't watch anything else. Yeah. I knew every episode. I knew all the main hosts. I studied the shows, but I didn't do it because I wanted to do. I didn't want no. I didn't know at the time I wanted to be in production, especially in outdoor production. But I watched it because I enjoyed watching it. I enjoyed those shows, and in those shows, it was sponsor heavy, but it wasn't completely and utterly dependent on it wasn't NASCAR, sponsors and selling your soul. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, and now it went through a transition to where about 10 years ago, the web stuff started kind of happening and nobody put value in it 10 years ago. Nope. They're like, there's, you know, this web thing is kind of a shot in the pan. It's not going to go anywhere. And then TV was still strong. And TV's still got some places it's strong. Yeah. But now there's, last time I checked, which was probably five or six years ago, there was over 700 network television shows. Yeah. I would venture to guess there's tenfold that of web shows now. Oh, yeah. And probably tenfold that that are podcasts. So it's the the digital side of things has completely exploded. So we understand that part. Mm-hmm. So from your perspective, how has it changed on the back end, on the business end, the sponsor end, the deliverables end, the social media end? Kind of what's your take on that, Brian? <laughs> There, there's definitely a recipe for success that it's, in my opinion, after living and breathing this with Billy and doing some things really well and doing some things and making mistakes, and and it's really about developing a team that can do the social media, the constant content on you know Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all those things, having regular content. Um, and then being able to produce a show that, in in my opinion, is informative that people want to watch. It's hard to do all of those things together. We didn't have the ability to do all of it. We did some things, I think, well, and there are things that we just had limited capacity. Well, you got to remember, too, and for those that don't know, this was this was and never was y'all's full-time job. No, this was always have, something y'all did correct, more of as a as – a, on the side or more as a, of a passion project or something you enjoyed doing. Correct. It was never like, this is the way I make my living. Correct. And if I were to make, go and add it and to make my living, then, you know, there would definitely have been a little bit different strategy and structure. And, and I do think, again, it goes having a team around you that can do certain things very well, that can do the social media very well, can do the content, can do the production um, and do it all on a regular basis. And so, you know, if you have the ability to do all of that and get the right people around you, I think you can be successful. Learn how to optimize all those things on the web so that way your content is is fresh, it's being seen on YouTube, all of that. So f- for us, I think what we found out is because this wasn't our only job is that we decided to kind of venture off of TV into the web series and try to partner with a handful of companies that would really partner with us to help get the sponsorship dollars and to let Bill and I do what I think we do well. And that is go out, get content and, you know, let them do more of the business stuff because we did the business stuff on top of it and the invoicing and all that, you know, how it's tough to do mm-hmm. all of that together. Yeah. So I think where we've migrated to for us that has seemed to work is you know, the last four or five years worked with, you know, a particular company that would go out and get sponsorships for us. We would deliver content. And then, you know, in 17, you know, we started a partnering with you. And then now we've migrated to really just one company that really is using us to deliver content for them. And then, you know, we use you guys, um, you know, as a production team to help us. And so to me, it's a great partnership. Bill and I get to do what we're passionate about. We get to use you guys as professionals to deliver the content. It's a complete partnership and collaboration between SpyPoint, between, you know, you guys who have tremendous say in what we do, and then Billy and I, you know, do it. And, and we do the content side of it and host and those things. And so all of that for us seems to work. Yeah. 
chasing the dollars and doing all that, it's it's tough. Um, yeah. It's I, constant. I, and, I, well, it, I think and I it, don't miss that part. I think of it. a lot of guy. I think a lot of guys or girls or whoever would would take value or, or find value in trying to instead of being the the company or the person that chases the sponsors and the dollars is to either find somebody to pay somebody to do that and hire that out pay the commission because that right there that's the the majority of your effort in my opinion if you well, want to do a show and that's the whole thing that even changed us from the beginning is because Brian and I we we love doing television Mm-hmm. We loved it. I mean, it was great, but it was a constant chase mm-hmm. to get to fill commercial slots, to get the to get your sponsors, and and to keep that going. And it takes you a while to climb up that ladder. Yeah. But what what the 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 what's transitioned to now with the social media and with the webisodes and with the podcast and all these sponsors are more coming in because of their ROI. Mm-hmm. When they, you know, they're looking at you, and you have a television show, and they're going to go, okay, how many people are viewing it, and how many people are this, and and but can they really tell? Yeah. But when you're looking into their your your webisodes and stuff, it, it's right there. Their yeah. their return on their investment is way different and way easier and more transparent. On, well, on it, it is, and I and you know, then TV. It very true, and I, I for us again, you're asking about us. I would rather hire a professional organization like and team like you, Caleb, at Copeland Creative, and do the production because, quite frankly, while Billy and I, you know, do what we do, and I think we're pretty good at it at times. It's really the production value that plays a huge role well, in the success of it. it and you got to pay for that. I used to edit. I edited every TV show and did all that. And I was okay at it. But to me, there's no comparison. And that's worth the investment. But it goes back to what you said earlier. It's it's the, it's the a team. Um, everything, I mean, you look at you look at a baseball team. It's not just a pitcher and a catcher. You know, you, you look at a football team. It's not just a center and a quarterback there's a bunch of people around you it's just like us at copeland creative it ain't just me yeah because if it's just me right now there we'd be under you know if i didn't have ryer if i didn't have clay if i didn't have our our you know the guys that freelance for us if i didn't have our graphics people if i didn't have the people that i lean on there's no freaking way we could do it all um we we might could do it all but it would suck and uh and i don't you know I'm one of those people that is all about hiring people that are better at something than you are. Instead of trying to be the jack of all trades, master of none, I know I'm good at this and this. I suck at this, I suck at this, I suck at this. I'm I'm hiring somebody to do those things. Um, Here's a question for you. All right. Out of all the years of doing this, what's the biggest mistake you've made? Well, I'll go back and this this – I'm gonna get a uh, a little sentimental. Um, so um, if you try to do business with a friend or family, sometimes it's tough. And I had an opportunity to do something, you know, gosh, in 2015, and move away from from Ultimate Bowhunting TV. And and I say I say all this because it it gets us to where we are today and why what we're doing today is so special. And I think this, the mistake was kind of breaking apart. Bill and I broke apart. I did my thing. He did his thing. And that created a, a, a little bit, it was tough, you know, because you'd done, you'd done something for so long for so many years and then you break apart. And I remember we were in Alberta on a deer hunt and, you know, he and I, we, we got frustrated. It was a tough moment yeah. for us. And, yeah. you know, and, and yeah. I mean, we were both legitimately frustrated, I think for the right reasons, but it was so funny when it was all said and done, we looked at each other and went, seriously, man we're best friends. Why would we let anything like this get in the way and made a commitment? Oh man. Something that, that it, it was same. emotional. And well, yeah, it I'm, was. I'm it just was. thinking about how many times that's happened and it not end well. Well, and you know, we just have that commitment to each other as at the end of the day, best friends first. Mm-hmm. And you know, business is cool. You know, doing what we do is neat. It's all that, but the, nothing replaces the friendship of, of what we have. And so we just, you know, we sat there, I remember down in the basement at the, and we, we just hugged and said, dude, listen, um, we're going to work through this. I apologize. And, and so 
we then get to where we are today. You know, Billy's doing some projects and I'm doing some projects and we, we didn't have the chance to collaborate until this past year. And then it was like, you know what, this is that opportunity. And, you know, we, part of it was you guys being with this and when spy point came and it was like, look, we'll do this. Um, but it's gotta be Bill and I together and you guys have to be part of it. And so you have to go through some of those. So I made a mistake of, you know, in one aspect and I appreciate now what we have, um, so much more because of going through some of those growing pains and said, you know, and making some mistakes and probably yeah. should have approached it a little bit different. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, that's, and, and it was that it was, it was, you know, we were doing good, but it, it, we were at that point and, and we were in a, we were in a, in a spot because we, we didn't jump on the, on the social media side as fast as we should have. Yeah. I and, think a lot of people didn't do and, that. And, 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 it, and it, it was really, it went, it went, it went, but Brian, even when you think back, I remember when we started Sticker Marcher and we built this awesome, you know, drop ship, mm-hmm. uh, you know, online shopping store. And we were talking to other people, trying to get people behind us and everything like that. And I remember big name companies, big name companies told us, you know, you guys are like five years ahead of where mm-hmm. anybody we are, you know? And, 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 but, but what happened is, is, when when we got to that point, we were it was we were struggling so hard because television was falling. Mm-hmm. When did and you? What was the year? What year was that? We we did it in fourteen and uh, we did it in thirteen and fourteen. Okay. So it yeah. was yeah. To Bill's point, I mean, television and some of the shows were peaking, and some were falling, and so we got caught in that mix of we weren't going to mortgage our house to do a TV show. Yeah. We were trying to fund it ourselves, and I was doing all of the production. And to Bill's point, we didn't jump on the social media as quick. And so we were just in this kind of gray space of, we weren't quite there. We didn't have such a unique special TV show that it was like going to blow up. But yet, um, you know, we had some support behind us. It just, again, we were in that middle yeah. space. And, and, and that was the thing. And, and it was like when, when we went these, when we went our separate ways for that little time, it it wasn't because of mine and Brian's relationship. It was just he had an opportunity, and I'm like, dude, just just go, go for it. I'll mm-hmm. do my thing over here, and and we and we did it for a while. But and and even what he did was successful and everything. And what I was doing was coming up the ranks. But what we realized. It's it's our dynamic mm-hmm. and how we work together and yeah. how we play. Like you said, I yeah. mean, it's like we're, we're best friends, brothers. You know, nitpicking, fighting amongst each other, but yeah. that's what gives it the entertainment value. But it also allows us to more, you enjoy it. Yeah, for you, sure. I mean, when when we go hunting, yeah, it's great. It's like this this trip here. I mean, it's it's incredible to be able to you know come down here and get an Osceola. Mm-hmm. But the dynamic of how we'll work and how we'll rag each other and how we'll, we'll fuss with each other and pick on each other and everything like that, that just, that just adds to it. And that, that I have more fun with that than sometimes getting able to go out there and, and oh, shoot the animal. You Billy, know what I'm I just thought of a story you told me that I want to tell on the podcast. I don't think oh. we can though. Oh, Oh, dang. It was about that time you almost got beat up in Alberta. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody just came off top oh. rope, Dusty Rose, Ric Flair. Oh. <laughs> oh, I'm I sorry, had. Billy. That touched the nerve. Oh. No, that was my my next question was going to be y'all tell me your your favorite hunt together when y'all were filming. But then I was thinking about the time that Billy almost got beat up. I'm like, which story should we tell? Mm. I don't know. Well, I can tell both of them. <laughs> <laughs> If you want, that was almost a yeah. That was I, yeah. That we got to keep that rated PG. All right, I'll yeah, give well, you. I was about to say, well, there's no way we can keep that one so too, not I'll, too hot for TV. Yeah, I'll give you one of the the the, the for me the 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 buck back in the day was one I'll never forget. Mounted that deer. You know, I don't even know if he'll break a hundred inches, um, but he was so special. The other one was um, 
when I shot at that time my biggest deer, and Bill filmed Crab Claw in Alberta, and I watched that deer come from 400 yards and my heart, I think I had three heart attacks in between (laughs) from shooting that deer to come and Bill's calming me down. We were both excited and it was just truly our first big deer encounter Mm -hmm. film. We filmed a lot of stuff, but it was just the teamwork and it was just doing it. And we pulled off, you know, a pretty cool hunt. Saw that deer die on on film out now, fell off a drop on camera and it was just like, dude, we did it. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, yes, he's a beautiful deer and all that, but it was, that was like two, two, two guys, two friends that, you know, you work and you try to get all this together. And finally you get such a quality yeah, animal. That's top of the mountain. That's top, and on camera, you know, the shot, you know, wasn't perfect, but good enough. Bill f- gets him out, falls and the, everything. And it was just, and honestly, that hunt helped us um, kind of escalate up. And this person that almost beat Billy up wanted to use <laughs> that footage for their TV show and begged us for it. And we, we chose not to because, um, you know, again, I felt bad for Billy because he almost beat him up. Um, <laughs> just kidding. But, um, you know, so that was that will go down for me as one of my favorite moments, um, you know, just on that scale of filming and hunting together. Yeah. I, I remember, yeah, quite a few of y'all pulling me off. <laughs> but uh, it, it, it's funny when I look back at it, at like the the stuff that that Brian and I did, and 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 the the things that stick out to me was even before we were we were filming. I mean, I remember Brian and I, like one of my memorable ones that I just laugh at every time and I'll never forget it is Brian and I were walking across this spray field that I had out at the ranch and I mean, we're just I mean this is back before we even wore camo I mean this oh, was I, I we, can tell you the gun we were using the the snake we almost <laughs> stepped on the was, hog the color of the hog I mean it was this gigantic black hog and and Brian is just He's just, that was that thirty thirty or something, wasn't it? Your you two forty three. That was my two forty three. You were you shooting my two forty three? Yeah. And and he shoots this gigantic black hog, and we're walking across this just it's a deer trail or whatever through this spray field, and it was just grass super high. We almost stepped on this water moccasin that was probably five feet long, as big around as your leg, and I think we beat it with like a. Long no, 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 we almost stepped them before we shot the hog That's because right. you wouldn't let me shoot them because we don't want to spook the hog. So <laughs> you got a stick and shot this or beat up this yep. giant cotton mouth <laughs> so we could go kill the hog. <laughs> That's how we rolled. <laughs> don't you shoot that snake, you could screw up our hunt. It was, I mean, but that that was the whole deal. I mean, to me, I mean, the 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 stuff that Brian and I have done together on the show. And and the laughing and the joking and 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 what I love the most about that is because you, you know we can see it on on you know on video yeah and it's it's not that it's just a memory in your head you can show people this is this yeah, is real I try and tell people that too it's like you know they talk about video and hunts or whatever I'm like I was like the coolest thing about it isn't is probably the best thing about this job to me isn't getting paid or making a living doing it. It's the people I've gotten to meet, the places I've got to see, and I can relive all of it anytime I want. Because I can tell somebody a story about the time I was here, 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 here. But I was like, you want to see it? Because I can show you that elk coming in. I can show you that turkey goblin. I can show you, you know, yeah. you know, virtually everything I've done for the last nine years is on video somewhere. <laughs> and I laugh about that because the funny thing is, is like, you know, because – Brian and I, we didn't grow up with cell phones. We didn't grow up with having. I'm glad we didn't because yeah. there, you know, it's a lot of those things. You know, you go. I'm glad we didn't have those. Don't have proof of that, yeah. But 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 um, you know, the stuff that we could have, you know, people would just they wouldn't even believe it. Oh yeah, I mean, you wouldn't believe. Well, if you'd had a we uh, camera and you could have self filmed some of the, the hunts back in the day on the ranch, you know, you you oh. came across some incredible animals. You know, um, 
here's the other here's the other turn of it. So I would just say anybody that's listening to this that has a friend that you guys film together. And, you know, you may swap, you may have somebody that just does filming or, or however that dynamic, you know, Bill and I have shared a lot of hours in the tree. Um, sometimes we have screwed up hunts because we can't stop laughing. And you, you remember that as much as you do the hunts, Caleb, you and I have had some incredible experiences, um, you know, in the Turkey woods and the deer woods. And for me, I've had some incredible highs, but I've also had some incredible lows. Oh, for and sure. so what I appreciate too, as you do this is you talk about that relationship when you have the opportunity to work with people that see you at your best and at your worst and that no matter what you still consider them as friends. And, and that has meant a lot for me. I mean, I, I go back two years ago, my last trip to Alberta, you know, going through some, you know, personal stuff, but it almost got to the point where I wasn't having fun and there was so much pressure. And I, I literally wanted to hang up my bow and just say, I'm done. Cause I just, and you, you know, that was probably the lowest moment for me at that trip of just missing and just my morale and everything. And so again, that's why I'm so grateful. What I just share with people is, you know, a, if it's not fun, don't do it. Find a way to recheck yourself to make sure that it is fun yeah. and you're enjoying this and having good people around you, whether it's friend, it, whether it's if you have production people or, you know, whatever, if you have that relationship, um, it means the world. And you guys have been that. Yeah. And you in particular, um, you know, have coached me off the ledge a few times, you know, both on a high side and sharing some amazing moments, but also on the low side. And that's, again why I love this dynamic and it's the relationships. It's not just shooting an animal. It's all of that, that you have in this memory bank that no one can ever take away with you. The video is awesome. You always have that, but it's that part of it too, that I love working with a team like you guys, because there's so much more to it than just climbing a tree stand, shooting an animal, doing pictures or being in a blind and shooting a turkey. Yeah, for sure. Well, then you, and you, you know, and there's always going to be those stories that you that can never be captured fully on video. That can never be told, or sometimes they can't be captured on video because then you didn't want to be in jail somewhere. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know those are good ones too. But or you don't want to watch Billy get beat up. You know, one. Of, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I keep coming back. That was too easy. But uh, no, it, it's it's it kind of goes back to what you said is about like having fun. Is like literally that's what I tell people. You know when they when I've gotten asked by some friends of ours like you know what exactly is that is that that I do I was like I get paid to go do cool stuff with my friends that's what I get paid to do uh-huh. I was like that's literally what it is most of the time most yeah. of the time there's sometimes it it's like all right I'd much rather be doing something else right now you know I've had a couple of those hunts and trips it's like okay this sucks um, but for the most part I get paid to go do cool stuff with my friends that's kind of mine and Chuck's joke is like i just want to get paid to go do cool stuff with my friends mm-hmm. and, and, and for the most part that. that's what it is and it, you know like i remember when we had the tv show and you know and you, we had logos on our trucks and everything like that and they're like oh oh man oh i would i would love to just be able to oh hunt all day and everything that that'd be the job of the lifetime and i'm like you need to think about that <laughs> yeah <laughs> because it's not all bells and whistles buddy because i'm like, no I tell it's you, not when you're because it's like you say, and that's the best thing. We've gotten the experience, and we and we've gotten the the time under our belt that we realize is like, as cool as it is to to get to do that. You're hunting for that camera, yeah. And it and it and it takes away some of the dynamics sometimes. Some, yeah, you sometimes. Know? But, but but you know, you're like, you know, when you see that turkey, you're like. And I could have shot that thing a thousand times. Oh, but, yeah. You know, Kayla's back there going, I gotta get some footage. Uh, there's been there's been there's <laughs> been times where I've been filming hunts where the hunter can't get the shot and I could have killed him a hundred times when I'm but I'm holding the camera. Right. You know, it yeah, it worked that one works both ways too. There's I'll never forget a hunt I did at Foxworthy's. Um I was filming uh, Ned Yost's son, Ned Yost Jr. And we were I can't remember the name of the stand, but it was in Georgia and uh the way the tree stand was set up, you know, it was in the corner of this field, food plots in front of us, and then, the, you know, it's timber behind us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, set up to shoot the field. It's, you know, it's the rut in Georgia. And we saw four shooter bucks that day. Guess where every one of them went? Timber right around my corner. Could have killed every one of them. Yeah. 150, 160-inch whitetails in Georgia. 
20 yard chip shot right off my oh. dude could not get a shot. Well, and well his yeah. tree stand was set up. There's no he could, and I'm standing yep. there going. Oh, I could just mm-hmm. smoke these deer. And, yep. and I laugh. Is it, It's just like, you know, what 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 the camera shows a lot of times. Now, I I will say, I mean, you and, and Clay and, and – and Oh, Ryer, you're fired, yeah. by the way. Oh, yeah, uh, Ryer, you're fired. Yeah, yeah sorry. <laughs> Billy fired you. But, uh, no, the, uh, the way you set up over us, because a lot of times, like you said, if, if you're doing a double set, in a deer hunt, a lot of times you as a cameraman, you might be three, four foot away from the actual hunter in a stand mm-hmm. in a tree next to them. Or you sometimes you can't get right over them or whatever. And the thing is, is like the dynamic of just like the crab call book. So when Brian and I were there, we were side by side, but we were apart. And the thing is, is the dynamic of where the camera is actually seeing the shot. Yeah. It looks worse than what he actually made because yeah. it was the angle of what the camera angle was, but not of the shot of what he was making. Yeah. And and you know how it is. I'm like, oh, my gosh. I mean, you you shoot that gigantic buck, and you literally watch him fall on film within 40 yards in an alfalfa field. And when people watch the video, they're just bashing. You're like, oh, that was an unethical shot. And, you know, you're just like, all right, guys, look. You're a deer hunter. Have you made the perfect shot every single time? You you you're not gonna be able to. That no. deer's not gonna stand there perfectly broadside. And when you have an opportunity to take that animal, you're gonna take it. And it, it, if it's not that absolute perfect shot, but you get it, you know, hey, we've all done it. Yeah, you know, oh, for there, sure. You can't have a hunter and and there's not a hunter live that can't well, say guess what? I you, missed or I made a bad shot. Well, you're not ever gonna kill him if you don't shoot at him. I mean, I'm not saying take take bad shots, but I'm just saying right. I know a lot of stuff that's left that probably could have died just because people didn't shoot at him. But a lot of times you that know? angle that you're looking on television, yeah, and you're watching the video. Now, and you know, when you're dead over our shoulder, like how you guys like to line up and everything that we're doing, the dynamic now where you're seeing straight over the yeah the hunter's well, shoulder. Well, I mean, we different. try and we try and set up, you know. And I was thinking about that. I was either yesterday or today about you know because me and Clay we talk you know about turkey hunting because we both love to turkey hunt just turkey hunt and there is a giant difference and this isn't just turkey hunting this is dear this is everything there's a giant difference in filming turkeys and killing turkeys because if you just want to kill turkeys not I'm not saying it's easy, but it's significantly easier than trying to film turkeys. Hey, I have to give my man Clay some credit today because <laughs> Clay's being really quiet over there. Clay by the way, is, but Clay to, Clay and I have chased these PG thirteen Billy. These ridiculous. <laughs> I could see you want to just blow I it want out to right just there. Blow it out right now. You don't. Know, that, that's the one thing is like what I've, I'm learning more and more. Of, with turkey hunters, because why they get to be fanatic? Because you get to hate them that bad, and they just because they just they're so Let the hate out, Billy. I know you just I would, today. Oh, it's one of those. Things oh, we it's could, like oh, I, I was could, livid. Bri- Brian had the phone to his ear, and I could hear you talking to him, and then he put the phone down. He said, "That's one frustrated dude right there." <laughs> so we did it, and and so. When those birds came back on the backside of that swamp, my boy Clay, give him credit, because I said, dude, I said, I'm going to run around the backside of this swamp, and I said, I'm going to shoot that thing. And Clay goes, he goes, dude, I'll do it freehand. I'm not even bringing the tripod. (laughs) I was to the point now where it's almost like, you know, as much as I really go, man, we've got to make a nice show. We've got to get great footage. But those birds that I've been dealing with the past two days, I just was like, if you just show me shoot one of them things, I just want somebody's got to die. Yeah. I was I was so Yeah, mad. I've been to that point a couple of times, especially on turkeys. Turkeys th- there's very few things more frustrating to hunt than a turkey. A deer, you know, they've got a nose and they're, you know, kind of smart. Turkeys you just something with a brain that small. Why do they why do they get the best of you so many times? Cuz they <laughs> they win way more than they should. Oh. Yeah. But when they act right and when they do right, it makes all those other times it worth does. it. 
But yeah, it's, yeah when it's, it all comes together, you're you're a happy you're a happy camper. Oh, yeah. But but like you said, the the amount of times, you know, even in, you know, and, and I I got to give you kudos. Oh Caleb, gosh, don't give me kudos because you, you've actually got me and Brian to put the bows oh, down and start. Well, shooting. I will take credit for that. <laughs> you know. I had a friend of mine tell me a long time ago, and I told him, I said, oh, I just shoot everything with a bow. And he goes, he goes, let me tell you something. And this is a, an older gentleman. He goes, they invented a thing called gunpowder a long time ago yeah. where they got rid of that stick and string. Yeah. <laughs> now, he's not wrong about that. But it's, uh, yeah, turkeys were, were meant to be shot in the face with a shotgun, in my opinion. Yeah. They're just, you know, the bow's so anticlimactic. And I've just seen so many shot with a bow that you never find. Because, yeah. I mean, if you don't hit them just right, even if when you hit them just right, they still flop off and get under a bush oh, and you yeah. can't, don't bleed because those feathers clog up. It's just, unless you lop their head off with a bow, which then they're still yeah. not near as cool as blowing their, melting their face off. Yeah, we've been hardhead bow hunters for so many years and fought it, and then we got religion. And uh, this past <laughs> year, we and Bill shot at this that giant Osceola last year, and that's, probably the first bird he shot in 30 years with a shotgun and um you know and i i shot a bird as well and it was just like okay i see now I caleb see and then you know we we shot a few more birds and and um i'm i won't pick up a bow again i yeah. listen i we've shot a lot of birds with yeah. a bow and yeah. we've got several slams and you know with the bow and it's been really cool and well, all that I, but it, it's like you know what we did been there done that it's it's again we've and got i guess i should preface because i i i, I get on Instagram and stuff, people try and like trigger me with saying something about bow hunting turkeys. Look, I have nothing against bow hunting turkeys. And they say, well, shooting a bird with a shotgun's easy. I was like, okay, if you're just hunting turkeys and with a shotgun, significantly easier. But when you're doing it the way that we're doing it yes, on yeah. camera, it's not easy because we're setting decoys under 20 yards, usually 15 ish. You know, if it's mine and Brian's mm-hmm. case yesterday morning or Yesterday morning? Yeah. Eight, eight yards. <laughs> eight, eight, ten yards away, which is when I like them. Chuck hates that. But when you put your decoys under 15 yards and you don't shoot the bird unless they're in the decoys, okay, you could shoot them with anything then. Then it's just, it's not a matter of what weapon you have. It's a weapon, it's it's a matter of making the footage the best it can be. Yeah. That's yeah. why I'm here. That's what I want. Um, if I'm just hunting turkeys to kill turkeys, I don't care. Yeah. I'm just going to shoot them. Yeah. If that's if that's your if that's your baseline for what makes a hunt challenging, then okay, yes, shooting a turkey yeah. with a bow is much harder. But we're trying to get them under twenty in the decoys on camera. That is not easy. Right. But that's what and and the problem is is even that if you're a if you're a a, a bow hunter or if if even if you're a shotgun hunter and 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 you're not hunting for that camera. Mm-hmm. You don't need that bird to come in and strut around a little bit yeah. and get some footage and all that. So, you, with a bow, what makes that dynamic harder is because you need to wait. Mm-hmm. And he comes in and you need him to strut. You need him to do this. You need to get that footage, and then try to draw and not get busted. Well, yeah, and you got to. He's got to be positioned a certain way too. Oh, yeah, you know, it's it's. I'm not saying it's easy. It is not easy to do. Well, look, our hunt yesterday. With a shotgun, was I'd put it up there that wasn't easy because we called those birds in from three, four hundred yards. We had the decoys right out in front of us, and by the time we saw the birds, I couldn't move my gun; it was on my lap. Mm-hmm. So we got those birds within ten steps of us. You're, you're shoot them, shoot them, shoot them, and I can't shoot them because I can't get my gun up, mm-hmm. you know. And so it's like you got to wait to that time when they turn, and they could have picked us off at any time. And, you know, we got fortunate enough and, and pulled it off with a shotgun. And even though it was close, there's a thousand things that could have gone yeah. wrong yeah. In, in that five to ten minute period. Yeah, little redneck tech tip. So when I saw those turkeys, when they came out at 400 or so yards, I'm in regular speed. I'm on center scan on my FS7 filming them way off. And me and Brian are virtually talking in our normal voice because they're 400 yards away. And uh, I'm like, hey, you know, I'm going to film these birds in, you know, regular and high speed the whole way in. But when I'm on regular speed, I can hear Brian in my microphone. He's got his lav on, so anything he says, I can hear him. And I can answer him, but, and then I can, you know, I can say, hey, did you hear me? And he'll tell me yes, and he can whisper, and I can hear him. But I told him, I'm like, look, when those birds get to 50, I'm switching to high speed. And when I switch to high speed, I can no longer hear Brian. So I'm like, I'm going to switch to high speed, and I'll just tell you when I'm ready. 
And if I say ready, I'm ready until you hear me say no. And he said, okay. Well, when I switched to high speed and the birds were coming in, I'm filming the turkeys. I'm completely focused on shooting the turkeys or filming the turkeys. The bird got to, I don't know, I'm assuming he's 20 because I can't see Brian. He's behind my net. I know the turkey's full frame in my lens, so I know he's close enough to shoot. So I'm like, all right, I'm ready. You know, kind of like that. And I don't hear Brian say anything, which I assumed he wouldn't say anything. And I'm filming, and I'm filming that turkey's still strutting. He's perfect. I'm like, okay, is he going to shoot him? <laughs> and I'm sitting there thinking in my head, I'm like, he might not have heard me. All right, I'm ready. Just a little <laughs> bit louder. Still nothing. I'm like, this is, this is something wrong. I'm like, kill him. You know, it's to get a little bit. Now I'm getting frustrated. So I said it, at, I think, three times, at least three times. I might have said it four times. But I didn't realize I couldn't see you because I was not looking out of my yeah. lens. Because yeah. I've made the mistake of coming out of my monitor before and then losing the bird or losing the animal and never finding them again. So I'm like, I'm not coming out of this monitor. I'm like, well, <laughs> like please God, don't screw this up. I didn't want to. You know, I part of just in spending time in the woods is you also learn to read an animal. Yeah, for you sure. You know, and so I could have thrown my shotgun up. And those birds would have spooked, and I could have killed him. He was so close. It would just but been ugly footage. It just that. would have been ugly. And so you just, if you can show a little patience and, you know, w- watch their dynamic. And I just have always, through the bow hunting that Bill and I have done, the way we bow hunt, even from the ground with no blind, is you wait for those birds to get focused on that decoy. And when that strutter is focused on the decoy and he's strutting and he's moving around, you wait for that head to turn and just it's timing and things. And I yep. just felt like you know what, they're so engaged on this. They haven't picked us off yet, you know, and soon as he cleared and moved his head, then I raised my gun, took our time, and then, you know, we pulled it off. And so, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes you got to rush it and you got to do it, but, you know, if you can be patient, especially if you're doing it with the camera, because you look at the footage and you just captured uh, some of the best turkey footage I think we've ever gotten. Well, yeah. Plus, too, you had those, those turkeys, all three of those gobblers, they were literally six inches apart in yeah. the frame. So, I mean, yeah. if you would have took a shot, you'd have hit all three. Oh, yeah. We know? could have taken out a whole generation. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, and, and it's funny. I mean, because it – But we did because we're conservationists. It, it, has, it has brought back some fun because, you know, I mean, the last time I shot a, a turkey was in 2000. Yeah. With a with a shotgun, yeah, and I shot that on. Now, do you want to go old school? Because I had guided out at the ranch at our place forever, and I would I never shot birds myself. Yeah, and that was when Bill uh, came down. Bill Jordan came down, and yeah. he's filming on the place. And um, him and Brad Harris shot out in the first day, and there was this gigantic bird. And he's like Billy. He says, "Why don't Why don't you shoot that bird?" And I'm like. Eh, you know, I just, eh, you know, he goes, look, I'll, I'll film it, you know, it'd be, it'll be awesome, you know, that's a, a nice bird, and I'm like, you know what, yeah, all right, you know, and, um, and it was so funny, because, I mean, the, the last bird I shot with a, with a shotgun was on the, on a VCR tape on All Stars of 2000. Real Tree All Stars, you made the tape, boy, you made the tape. Stars 2000, I'm aging myself. Oh, I bet Billy, I bet you look like a baby. Just you took oh, out milk on your lips in that one, don't you? Man, that was yeah. I mean, I I remember that, and and um, you know, those guys came down, and then and then after that, I mean, I we I literally put the put the shotgun down, and I said, you know, I'll I'll shoot him with a with a bow, mm-hmm. you know, and I and I loved it, and I loved the success of it, but there, it was one of those things that. It, I, I think I've never been that mad at them <laughs> until today. You know, where until, I, today. Oh, until, until like today, <laughs> you know, and 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 I, and and I think that that's why I never really got as frustrated because if if I didn't, it didn't. You yeah, know? but you know, like what what I was dealing with the past couple days, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do you got, Clay? I know you got some words of wisdom on that. I don't. Like you said, light a backfire and shoot them as they run out. Yeah, golly. I've thought about that a couple of times. Yeah. Well, we've got one more morning. we got a couple more. I mean, I don't know. I'm kind of ready for a little break, Brian. A little bit. 
Yep. Might need them to rub my shoulders a little bit. Listen, if we, if we kill a bird and they don't tomorrow, there's <laughs> – I think you hey, can have we're not going to be invited back we're down. Not, yeah, we're not, and that's you know, but you know, it, but I'm not going to pass the opportunity to rub that salt in the wound. <laughs> and, and, I, and I love that salt. I just, I just think that it's so hilarious how I just I spend all this time getting them ready for you and going, all right, yeah, I got him tied to he's, the tree. He's saying it's kind of like a record book, and you're going to have an asterisk next to your record book. <laughs> hey, it's all it's all good. He gets first hey, shot, and I hope he makes it count. Because if he doesn't, <laughs> oh, I'm taking credit. <laughs> it's like this for years. I mean, Brian and I, I mean, just a real quick, that the aspect of Brian and I, they used to get so mad at me. Now, granted, I'm not going to lie. I had home field advantage on my ranch. I knew every deer by name, you know. But they used to laugh at me, and they just go, every year, Billy, you shoot a buck. Opening morning of rifle season, you shoot a buck. And so I, we went out. We got there. I can't remember if it was you or Billy got there late or somebody got there late. And I'm like, you sorry rascals. I got to drag y'all all the way to the other side of the ranch to your stands. And I said, by the time I get back to my stand, it's going to be daylight. Mm-hmm. Not even going to see a deer. Or they'll already be through or they'll be there. Mm-hmm. So I get them dropped off. I'm hauling butt back across the ranch. I get in my tree stand. No, we called the tree. We were so, you, you were. No, combining. no, no. That was the second deer. Okay, whatever. <laughs> the first deer. So the first deer, I get there and. I literally, it is daylight by the time I get to my stand from dropping these fools off. And I get there, and I get up in the stand, and I'm like going, I'm just like, I'm, this is a waste of time. I'm not even going to see anything, you know, because I'm this late. And I got up in the train stand, and I got, I literally had just pulled my rifle up and put it in my lap, up in my climber. And I look, I go, well, there's some does. Hey, there's a really nice buck. <laughs> and I literally was in the stand three minutes, and I shot this beautiful eight-point buck. And I come back over there, and they were livid. They were livid. They were like, <laughs> oh, my God, I can't believe it. So that afternoon, I said, you know what, guys? Here you go. Here's my stand. You put it wherever the heck you want, and I'll just sit there while you hunt. Mm-hmm. They go out in this palmetto flat that's got palmettas that are about literally eight inches high, and you can see for miles – and there's one pine tree, one, and they're like, "There's your set." I'm like, "Whatever." You know, in the like, middle. In the middle. In the middle. And I get up in this thing, five hundred yards from I'm the swamp. I'm just thinking I'm fixing to take a nap, you know. So I'm just gonna take a nap, and I'm just up there, and I drop them off, and I'm waiting on them to shoot and everything like that. And I just kind of look up, and I'm like, I mean, it had to have been eight, nine hundred yards away. I'm looking, and I'm like. That looks like a deer. I pick up my rifle and look through my scope, and I'm like, that's a nice buck. And that thing, it was almost like you had a beacon. A, yeah, he was, on, he, was on a, he was on a trek. Grunting the whole time. He grunted the entire way across this pasture. He got within about 30 yards, and I shot him. <laughs> and those guys, I thought they were going to kill me. <laughs> it was wrong. You can't, you can't teach that. You yeah. can't, and I give him credit for that. You know, that was when he, you know, he solidified, you know, that he was an okay deer hunter. <laughs> you know, when you can call the tree stand and you can go kill a good, big, big mature buck and, you know. Some people just got the gift. I've always they, said that about JP. Well, he's got the deer gift. He doesn't have the turkey gift, but he's got the deer <laughs> gift. I'll give him that. I've always said that about John Paul Morris from Bass Pro. You can put that dude in Central Park and he'll kill a freaking booner. Just like that guy's just. He's got a horseshoe somewhere. Yeah, bow, bow fishing and, and whitetails. Billy can get it done. Come on, Brian. Come on, Brian. That's another story That's for another, another day. podcast. <laughs> Let's not go there. That's about as good as me getting beat up. Oh. <laughs> I wish we could tell that one. Y'all need a podcast that you can tell that story. Yeah. You got anything, Clay? Any questions, anything? It's going to be a long ride home if nothing dies tomorrow. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah. It will be because you're going to be in the backseat. Me and Brian are not going to let you forget it. It's not my fault. I'm already I'm already looking at flights. He might stay here. <laughs> <laughs> he might stay here. You and Brian will drive back, and hey, then we'll get that, that last hunt in, and then I'll fly him back home. Yeah, we. Uh, I'm game for that. I'm just riding them. You can just ride them better the truck, so you don't have to listen to us rag you the whole time. I'll just open the back window and we'll just yell out there. <laughs> yeah. that won't be any, it won't be any less windy than what it has been the last three days. Oh, that's true. It's been cold here. I mean, Billy's about froze to death. Yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> it never got below fifty. It's ridiculous. 
Brian's sitting next to a fire right now. He's oh, been dude. sitting next to a fire this whole time. If I didn't sit by this, I'd have a blanket rolled up around me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's all I got. Okay. Well, I appreciate it, guys. Thank that you. It's been fun. Hey, guys, we'll see you. Peace.